Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 130 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the most amazing retired party girl and your relatable Instagram therapist, Amanda White. You may know her as Therapy for Women on Instagram with over 288,000 followers. Yeah, that's her. She's so relatable, so funny, and just down to earth. And in this interview, she goes through her recovery journey and more. So let's get into it. A lot of things change in sobriety and recovery. Our values, our priorities, maybe even our careers. For a lot of us, we're looking for ways to pay it forward, to help our fellow women find the freedom from living a booze-free life. A Sober Girls Guide certification in business training is the only custom-designed program for women who are in recovery who want to turn their passion into a successful career and profitable business. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com to learn more and to sign up today. Miss Amanda White, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jessica? I'm so, so good. I'm so excited to talk to you. I am totally a huge fan of like, I mean, your TikTok account is just so fun. I love TikTok. I'm a, I'm a huge TikTok addict now. <laughs> I, know, I never thought I would say that either, but it is yeah. like a very happy place on the internet. I feel like right now. Right. Mm-hmm. It is because like not a lot of people can like comment or if they do, it's kind of like hidden and it's just like, fuck it. Whatever. Like, the the characters, they did that on purpose. I think to, you know, you only have a certain amount of characters to comment. Yeah. And really like, that's all you need. You don't <laughs> you know (laughs) I like this I don't like this yeah cool and keep it moving (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um Amanda you are a therapist right yes yes Um, therapy for women is your jam and your Instagram account is fantastic 
286,000 followers. What? How does it, <laughs> how does that even happen? I mean, that's, I mean, I know why it happens because like your content is just so amazing and you make therapy fun. Mm, right. And then otherwise a compliment, right. And then otherwise kind of like daunting, scary, kind of like muted blue feeling, <laughs> um, you make it fun and accessible and relatable. So also in your bio, uh, it says retired party girl. I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to touch on that and, and what that means to you. So could you kind of walk us through what that looks like? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sober. I've been sober for six and a half years. Um, thanks. Um, so yeah, so I use the word retired party girl because Mm I, I don't feel, I feel like it's more accessible to kind of talk about yourself that way. And I think sometimes, while I love how much, you know, I love obviously your page. I love how many more women are talking about and openly saying they're sober. And I use the word sober, my page, I really try to bridge the gap of making it accessible for, I still talk about sobriety. I talk about questioning your relationship with alcohol. Mm -hmm. I'm writing a book about questioning your relationship with alcohol. Um, but it's not like you have to be sober and this is a page only for sober people. I try to bridge the gap of like, we can question our relationship with alcohol. You can be sober, you cannot. And I think it's all fits in the mental health space. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And, and what was your reasoning or your choice to get sober? What did that look like? Yeah. So I, I struggled with an eating disorder for a really long time and I struggled with alcohol use throughout college. I think to the, what's weird about my journey and also very normal, I think to a lot of people is from the outside, when I was questioning my relationship with alcohol, when I told like my parents and friends that I was going to stop drinking, there was a response of what? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're not an alcoholic, you know, mm-hmm. like I told people that I was an alcoholic. And I think that it's so interesting how much we have that opinion of what is an alcoholic. And I was 24 when I stopped drinking. So people were like, oh. what? Like, you're, you don't have a problem. You just like to party. You just go to bars, blah, blah, blah. But on the inside, I mean, it was really, really damaging my life. I was in grad school to become a therapist Mm -hmm. and I kept relapsing in my eating disorder. When I was drinking, Mm -hmm. I was really struggling to maintain friendships in my life. I was drinking more and more and using it as you know, a way to numb my emotions and cope with life. Mm -hmm. I started getting to the point where I was drinking alone. Um, and I would go out, you know, I would, I was just the type of party girl where I wasn't fun anymore to be around. Like I would desert you. I would be mean to you. I would fall asleep places. I would run away and you would have no idea where I was. I would do things that were totally out of character with me. And I was in this horrible cycle of shame where I hated myself and felt so much shame. And my therapist at the time was like, why don't you try to stop drinking for 30 days? Mm. And, um, I lied and said that I did. And I only stopped for two weeks. which was a red flag to me that I couldn't not drink for 30 days. And I was very caught up in how would I have fun? How would I have friends? My life will be over. Yeah. 
And, um, I mean, the turning point for me was I was a yoga teacher at the time and I went out the night before and I taught yoga drunk, like completely oh. drunk at 6am in the morning. Stop it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. namaste. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. So for me, I mean, right. Like I had other quote unquote rock bottoms, I've, I had done similar things. That was just my new low. Yeah. And I was lucky enough that I had had enough experience with, uh, recovery, not like sobriety, but right. Like recovery with my eating disorder, where I had friends who were in, in AA and getting sober. Cause I was in like a group therapy session. Mm-hmm. I was in a group, um, that I was like, I'm doing the same thing that they are all talking about. And this is not going to end well. And I just had a moment of being like, if I keep doing this, I'm not going to be able to become a therapist. I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do. And I could just see that my life was getting more unmanageable. And I was fortunate that I already had friends who or connections that were able to kind of like shepherd me through the process of, what do I do on the weekends and how do I do this one day at a time and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it's been six and a half years and it is truly the best thing that I ever did. Wow. Six and a half years. That's amazing. Yeah. So what, what kind of modality did you use? Did you go to a meetings like 12 step? Like what was your jam? Yeah. So I started in AA cause that was okay. really all I knew. And there were, yeah. I had some friends there. I'm lucky that where I live in Philadelphia, there's a really strong community of young people Yeah, in the city. There are like young people meetings. <clears throat> so I did that for a few years. <clears throat> I always kind of struggled with the rhetoric of calling myself an alcoholic Yeah, of I'm not very, um, I'm like spiritual, but I'm not very religious and I didn't love that aspect. But in the beginning, it was kind of what was available. And I was lucky that I made a lot of friends there. Yeah. Um, and then a few years ago, you know, I, I have other things in my life, you know, that I'm, I, like I said, I was a yoga teacher. I have a lot of friends who are sober. Um, I do a lot with, you know, the therapy community and self-help and things like that. And, um, I'll still go to a meeting once in a while, but Really for me, um, it was important in the beginning, but I'm a really big believer in AA is not the only way and 12 yeah. steps aren't for everyone because I think it can just be limiting. Yeah, totally. I, and I definitely agree. I mean, it, we're all different people and like we all find different pathways to get to this point. Yeah. Um, so we need different like ways to heal. And and yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. Um I wanted to ask you about like filling your time because that's like such a pain point, you know, when, you know, you get sober because there's 24 hours in the day, which is like a double-edged sword, right? It's like, oh my God, there's 24 hours in a day. Like I can get so much done. And then, but if you're like thinking of shit to do and drinking is the only like pastime that you have, 24 hours is like, oh shit there's 24 hours time. <laughs> right yeah so like how did you how did you fill your time like what did you do to kind of like yeah. 
to recover basically. Yeah. I mean, I slept a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like legit, right? <laughs> I really slept a lot. I stayed in bed a lot. Yeah. Um, because I was very afraid of like leaving my house. I mean, like I mentioned, I was very privileged to be in graduate school. So I wasn't, I mean, and I was like teaching yoga, but you know, I wasn't, I think it's a lot, I think it can be really hard if you're trying to do this while working full-time or being a mom, I can't even imagine because I was very privileged to be able to be like, this is my full-time job. Like my full-time job is like staying sober no matter what. Um, I had friends who, like I said, like I was fortunate that I made in, in the community and AA, and there was also like a general recovery meeting by me that like really became like a godsend. That was really cool. And I used to spend so much time there. Like I would sleep over at friends' houses. If I was afraid to go home alone, I did stuff like that. I would like reroute my ways to work. I moved out of my apartment and I moved home to live with my parents because I was afraid of my roommate at the time was like a partier and I partied with her. And I was like, I like knew that I couldn't be there with alcohol in the apartment and I knew I couldn't ask her. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Like her not to. So I was fortunate to be able to live with my parents for a while, which yeah. Obviously it doesn't work for everybody, but, um, for me, it was very important. Um, and I, I got really involved in, like I said, like, um, like the yoga community. Um, I also did a lot of puzzles. That was a very big thing. And the other weird thing that I used to do to pass the time is I would go to the movie theater 
Oh, because yes. I would be like, if I can just get into the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, like at the time, they didn't really have alcohol at the movie theaters. Yeah. Like, maybe it's different now. Don't go to a movie theater with yeah. alcohol. But Those bars are popping up everywhere. Yes, yes. But <laughs> I would go to the movies and I would like stay there. I would like watch multiple movies like in a row. I've done that too. Like, yeah. Oh my God. So. Yes. Oh, I love the movie theater. Yeah. Me too. It's like the best place ever. You lose yourself. You lose time. Yes. And I also went on this weird thing where I would go find like, um, I would, I volunteer, I didn't volunteer at an animal shelter, but I would go try to find puppies places. I would like drive around and like go to puppy stores and just like pretend like I was buying the puppies so I could like meet all of them. <laughs> oh my God. Like drive by park. park. Yeah. Like pet other people's dogs. <laughs> Anything to get outside of myself. <laughs> that is hilarious. They're like, ma'am, where is your dog? Like, yes, exactly. You can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. Just scoping out local dog parks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, Okay. So then fast forward, you got your license, you did all your schooling, you got all that good stuff. Tell me about therapy for women and how that got started. Yeah. So I, you know, you work to be a therapist, you have to spend like two to three years under the license of someone else before you get your license. So I worked at um, a rehab for two and a half years. And then I started my own private practice. I mean, it's funny because, um, I was so young at the time. I feel like I didn't really realize what I was doing, which is like good because I didn't realize how much of a risk it was to just like start, but you know, it was good that I didn't think about it. So yeah, I really started therapy for women because I saw tons of therapists growing up the last, you know, the one that helped me get into recovery changed my life because Mm -hmm. she was open about being in recovery And that made a massive difference because I lied to all my therapists essentially before that because I had so much shame. And she was like, Amanda, there's nothing you can say to me (laughs) that I will judge you for. Like I, you know, I'm an addict, I'm in recovery. So that made a huge difference for me. And that was really what inspired me to be like, when I open a private practice and I start on my own, I want to be open about my struggles and yeah, it won't be a fit for everyone. Everyone won't want to see me, but it's really important for me, the work I want to do that. I just feel like I need to be open. Mm -hmm. Um, I also wanted to specialize in overlap because like I said, I struggled with that overlap of, um, addiction and eating disorders. And a lot of times in the field, therapists will specialize in different specific things. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is it's like, you see an addiction therapist and then you have to see an eating disorder therapist. And then you find out you have trauma and then you have to go see a trauma therapist. And then you, you know, need to be on meds. So then you're seeing a psychiatrist. And I had a vision of creating a space where we could handle and talk about the overlap of all of those different. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. 
Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Things. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of grew organically from there. I hired more therapists. We wow. specialize in different things. Um, all of our therapists have like been in therapy and are open in some capacity about their struggles and how it informs their therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a psychiatrist now, we have a nutritionist now, and our goal is to kind of wow. be able to provide you with like total wraparound support where you're not bouncing. We have couples therapists where you're not bouncing between different people. That is so cool. You're like a one-stop shop. That is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it does get like, there's a lot of people, you know, that can be involved a lot of like yes. specialized situations. Yes. Um, I yes. love that. That is so cool. Um, I want to yeah. talk about like COVID and how that's kind of like affected your business. Like before yeah. the pandemic, were you seeing clients like in person? Like what did that look like? Yeah, we were completely in person before okay. COVID. I mean, we always, we were lucky that we've I mean, one of the values really of the company is that we're like modern and innovative. Mm -hmm. So we've always had HIPAA compliant teletherapy available, Okay, but I would say only like 10% of people really used it. And often it was a, I can't make it into the office today sort of use Yeah, uh, versus being totally teletherapy. Um, And yeah, now it's really changed with, I think that. I mean, tons of people now are totally teletherapy. We are lucky to be back in the office now just because my office is a standalone building. So we don't share, you know, we're not in like a big office building in Philly where we have elevators and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was very interesting this time last year because everything kind of halted. And I think at first people thought it would only be, you know, like a month. So people yeah. like, I'll pause and I'll come back when COVID's yeah. over, you know, yeah. and obviously, yeah, month. Our, yeah, <laughs> yeah. obviously, you know, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been really interesting with just, I think people are a lot more open to teletherapy. I started yeah. having people reach out via my Instagram all over the country asking for, cause the weird thing about therapy is you have to be licensed in that state where someone is located to be able to serve them. So people would say, well, you know, I'm in DC or I'm in New York or California. Why can't I see your therapist? So 
I started being like, well, what could I do to solve this problem and meet this need? So I started hiring therapists from other states around the country, um, which was a really cool thing. And now we service nine other states in addition to Pennsylvania. So, um, yeah, so that's been really cool too. So we'll see how that Oh, I love that. I like, that's like a super positive thing that comes out of like, not a great thing. That's really cool. Um, and I think don't, I don't know about you, but like success for me is like growing and branching out and like providing like jobs and careers for other people. Like that just like, does that not make you feel so good? Yes, it absolutely does. And it's a weird thing. I think sometimes because I feel guilty sometimes for being successful with like COVID. I don't know. Mm. It's just like, it's a weird thing when you see so many businesses struggling and you feel like weird sometimes that like your business is doing well. And that means that people are like struggling, but it's also like, I think it's really great that people are more open to talking about their mental health than ever before. And I, I'm a big believer that like therapy is for everyone. So even if you're not like struggling, I think a lot of people would really benefit from therapy. Um, but yeah, that's what I come back to is just whenever I have those thoughts, I come back to just like, I am really passionate about being able to provide my therapist with really great quality of life and benefits Mm -hmm. and, um, being able to give phenomenal quality service to clients. Like so many people it's wild. will reach out to us and just be like, thank you for responding. Like so many yeah. therapists like, don't respond because they're super yes. overwhelmed. We're like, I have people whose full-time job is to like answer the phones and emails. So like, we're very yeah. responsive and, um, that is, yeah, that is just a basic nice thing that we can provide that I'm happy to provide. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I totally understand what you mean. It's like, how, what are, what are other people doing if they're not yeah. like responding? Like, why wouldn't you like, right. I'm a person here too. Like, yeah. <laughs> basic human decency, no big deal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that also goes to show like the times that we're living in. Right. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I, I saw one of your posts, how you turned into like your, some of your lovely all-star comments. Oh Yeah. <laughs> That have been like turned into like quotes. And it's just like, do you notice like over the pandemic, like people have just been a little bit more vicious? Yes, I do. I yeah. do. I don't, I mean, I, I have to think that it, maybe it is like from their own pain and frustration. Yeah. I think there's like a hyper comparison going on about, I think there's an odd thing happening on social media where if anyone shares anything positive or, and I agree, like, I think social media used to be too, everything is perfect, Yeah. but I think it's almost like overcorrected to the point where if anyone shares joy, it's like, Mm -hmm. must be nice. And I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping we'll find the middle Mm -hmm. with that, but yeah, I do find that things have been which is probably why so many people are on TikTok right now, that it's Instagram has been a bit more uh, vicious lately. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I also wanted to ask you, what could people look for? You know, I've, I've definitely seen therapists in my day and some have worked out for me. Some definitely haven't, but like, 
I think people need to also understand, like, keep going, right? There's like, yeah. it's like finding like Cinderella's shoe, right? There, there is a perfect fit for you, or there is a fit that is better. Um, yeah. What advice would you give to like people looking for a therapist? Yeah. Um, it's totally true that I think a lot of times it is like dating, you have to find the right fit and it, it yeah. does suck because like, you know, you have to also pay for those sessions that don't work out. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, my recommendation would be to use like the internet and social media. I mean, I think that you can learn so much about someone by reading their blog, by mm. checking out their Instagram, by looking at their website, um, by, you know, so I think that there are different, you know, you can use as a starting point, um, those, you know, uh, therapists, like directories, whether it's psychology today, whether it's inclusive therapists, open path collective is one, um, therapist match, good therapy. There's a bunch of different ones if you Google. And then I would just think of that as a starting point and then do more research okay. after that. You also have a right to ask for, I mean, almost every therapist does a free consultation that's like on the phone. Okay. Most of us do like 15 minute consultations. Um, so you have a right to ask questions. Like, I think the good thing about looking for a therapist is over time, I think, you know, what you need in someone. Yeah. Like, um, I think that some of us really want someone who is relatable and who is authentic and is like a human. And I think that you can ask them like what they're, you know, have they been in therapy before? What their approach is, mm-hmm. um, how do they feel about self-disclosure? Like you can ask some of those questions. You can ask them what they're, you know, how long they've been in the field, how they would work with you through this issue. And you have a right to, you know, some people don't like that. I say this, but your therapist does like work for you, you know, like you yeah. work together, but you hire your therapist. True. So I think there is sometimes such a fear from clients about wanting their therapist to like them or, you know, pleasing them. And I say this all the time, the most important and research backs this up, the most important um, quality in whether therapy will be successful is your relationship with your therapist. Mm. So being able to be honest, being able to say, Hey, that doesn't work for me, being able to give them feedback, being able to say like this happened and I don't like that you said this or that it can be really scary, but it's, it actually will be the thing that will completely enrich and enhance your relationship. Like therapists are used to and trained to be able to work through difficulties that might come up with you. And it always typically leads to a deeper relationship. I love that. And I I love that you brought that up, like that you can kind of express yourself to your therapist, like stuff that you don't like. Cause I definitely have just ghosted therapists in the past, you know, And, and, and that I think says more about like me because like me being triggered about something that my therapist is saying. And instead of like, vocalizing it and maybe getting to the root of that trigger I (laughs) natural avoidant um, (laughs) just like was like okay peace like nope you're not fitting the bill anymore like goodbye yeah Um, and I think that's such a great point like yeah you are the one who is hiring your therapist like you're the one who's like in the driver's seat trying to get your 
your stuff together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like they aren't the right match for you or maybe they are, but totally. I think that there is, there is such a a way that therapy is like a microcosm of like your other relationships. And it's such then a great way to be able to work through that, to be able to practice in a safe environment, using assertiveness skills, setting boundaries, sharing your honest opinion, saying no, whatever that is in that therapeutic relationship. I love that. That's so awesome. Amanda, where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at therapy for women or the center, like my therapy for women center is um, therapyforwomencenter.com or on Instagram, the center's page is therapy for women center. Cool. And TikTok. And TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Get those TikToks. Yeah. I have one more question for you for anyone listening to us who you know, is thinking about getting sober or kind of like going through all the feels right now in sobriety, what, what, um, what words of advice could you give? I think the best advice I can give is you are probably feeling like it's a much, much bigger deal than other people are going to feel like, I think a really good analogy is it's kind of like getting a new haircut like you freak out. I don't know. I've had many times of freaking out and crying hysterically. Every, every haircut actually, to be completely honest. Right? So yep. you are going to be hyper, hyper focused on it and looking in the mirror and judging yourself and wondering, do they notice? Do they not? Da, 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 da. But most people aren't going to care. Most people aren't going to feel like it's as big of a deal as it is to you. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like it's a big deal. Cause I think it definitely, you know, is a big deal to you. But I think that trying to remember that, um, in the same way that a haircut, right. Like will grow out and you'll get comfortable with it. The same is true with your choice to stop drinking. Mm. Even if you don't permanently stay stopped, you won't feel this way forever. And I think it's important to check ourselves and remember that just because we're feeling intensely now doesn't mean that, you know, we tend to project and be like, I'm going to feel this way forever. Yeah. And that's not often the case. Oh, I love that. I actually, no one has even like touched on that topic at all ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Like those John and Kate layers will grow out eventually. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm living proof. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it's not like people don't care about what you're going through, but it's like people are too wrapped up in their own shit. Exactly. They have their right? own haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them could be dye jobs, yes. you know, in and out. It could be all these different things, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge and your experience with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this was so fun. Thanks for having me. I told you she wasn't your average therapist. Amanda is so much fun. As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback. We love your comments about the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide. And don't forget about the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. We got you every step of your recovery journey. From tips, tricks, how-tos, to challenges, sober girl swag, to coaching programs, we have you covered.
head to a sobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.